All right, time for us to have a little chat with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Hey, good morning, Simi. So how are you doing? Because I know you're worried about those giant hornets, and now we have a moth infestation. Everything okay? Yeah, no, everything's fine. I uh, just keep an eye out to check the yard every day for the uh, giant hornets, but they haven't been seen in a little while. They were out in Sandy. Knock so, wood. Um, kind of hoping. Yeah, knock wood on that one. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the province's finances then, uh, because Carol James, the finance minister, gave us a bit of a fiscal update yesterday. Yeah, she gave us an update yesterday, and she said uh, the numbers are better than they were uh, in July, so she's an optimist, and I guess compared to where we were in July, they are a little bit better. Um, I still say that the numbers we got yesterday, you know, unemployment numbers, employment numbers, uh, the economy is, is shrinking, uh, the deficit is at a level we never imagined. Only in pandemic year would any of those numbers be considered encouraging. But yeah, I guess compared to everywhere in July, things are a little better. But still some concerns, right? There were some areas that she said seemed to be rebounding and they were happy about that, like housing and real estate. Yeah, a couple of them that are quite interesting. Take housing, right? Housing and real estate. So housing starts are actually running at a level that's ahead of averages, that's well ahead of where the government expected uh, us to be this year. And real estate sales are up and housing prices are up. So all this is, you know, that sector of the economy is is doing well. Uh, And (laughs) I I remember when the New Democrats used to complain that, oh, the liberals are way too reliant on good numbers from the housing and real estate sector. Well, I asked James yesterday if she saw any irony in that, and uh, she professed not to see any irony. She sort of huffed that, well, the liberals were too dependent on that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, right now they'll take it. And I think think the numbers, you know, they're just numbers, but I think they did show us a little bit of how life has changed under the pandemic. So, yeah, housing starts are up because people are going to be buying homes because they're going to want to shelter at home. The real estate, uh, uh, the same. The one that really jumped out at me, Simi, was retail sales. Yeah. Retail sales have recovered to where they were back in February before the pandemic, but there's been some big shifts. So clothing sales are still down, (laughs) except, I'm guessing, sweatpants, since everybody's working at home (laughs) and not going into the office. When they go into the office like you, there's only one person to see how they're dressed, (laughs) right? Um, Sales uh, that are down have been made up for by home electronics, sales of appliances, gardening and building supplies, Food and beverages, Simi, and I gather you are single-handedly responsible for a surge in sale of goods for home baking. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I I will plead guilt myself and my daughter, yes. And you know what? Our technical producer, Greg Schott, as well. He's he's put on 200 pounds because you bring (laughs) the stuff into him, right? Yeah, but he's the bread baker, and he goes through like flour like you wouldn't believe. I think everybody's doing this, though. It, it's true, but you know, as I said, there there is a change, and it's it's funny to look at this 
And, you know, I'm thinking, you know what? I gather there's something, there's a 77-inch television screen available now. And, and really that meager one? sort of 65-inch one that I have is just, you know, come on, that is so last year. Uh, and and is, you look actually. at these numbers and you realize, geez, everybody else is doing the same thing. <laughs> Listen, Vaughn, I can't believe you don't have a 67-inch TV. John McComb, for his retirement present to himself, bought like a 70-inch TV to put up on his wall. Yeah, well, you know, I gather they're uh, now thinking of one the size of a football field, so uh, we shall see. <laughs> but in any event, yes. Uh, but having said all that, James is an optimist. I'm going, hmm, these numbers are still pretty bad. Um, next week, uh, Carol James and John Horgan are scheduled to finally tell us how the New Democrats plan to spend the $1.5 billion economic recovery fund that the legislature voted them as a blank check way back in March. So we've been waiting six months, and oh, they had to consult everybody. They've built up so much expectations about this that you really wonder if it's going to live up to it. Um, We'll see. I mean, they have done other things for economic recovery, but this is specifically the fund. And so next week, we're supposed to get the details. I think it'll probably be around Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll see, as I said, if it lives up to expectations. I have my doubts. Okay, well, more to come on that. I also want to talk, of course, about the pandemic update, the reason why we find ourselves in this fiscal position here. Uh, And also interesting for the press conference yesterday, I wonder, did the health minister say anything about the court case that the government won yesterday? Is he ever celebrating that? Uh, Adrian Dix did a double header on that court case yesterday. So a big win for public health care in Canada. A couple of asterisks on that, but a big win. Uh, Dix had a media availability at 1 o'clock yesterday to basically declare victory and say it's great. A big win for public health care. And then he picked it up at the 3 o'clock event with Dr. Bonnie Henry. Very convenient question to Dr. Henry and Adrian Dix from a reporter for CNN saying how come the Canadian health care system has done such a a much better job than the American healthcare system managing uh, the pandemic. And Dix uh, sees the moment to say, look, we've got public health, everyone's covered, single payer. And, and this is actually one of the main reasons I think it's worked better here, centralized control. Um, so it isn't just that yeah. Canadians are more deferential and they don't worry about their bills, but central management of the system has allowed Dix and Henry and uh, Deputy Minister Stephen Brown to um, manage the whole system province-wide, and I think that has accounted for it. But yeah, Dix celebrating it. I think there's one thing about this decision that um, may not play out as well down the road unless the provincial government rises to the challenge. And essentially, One of the things the judge said in that case is, look, if you don't like waiting lists, it's a political responsibility for the government to deal with that. I agree with that. And the government can deal with it. They're dealing with it right now, but they're dealing with it by a huge increase in staffing in the public health system and a big increase in funding. That's fine if you're prepared to run a $13 billion deficit, as we're doing right now, in the long run. Deficits have to be paid for by economic growth or by raising taxes. And I don't know if the people that are celebrating the, the management of waiting lists and the public health care right. system 
are willing to pay the taxes that it'll take to sustain it in the long run. I noticed that even with the cataract surgeries they mentioned yesterday, that they, they're doing them now on Saturdays to move yeah. through some of those at Mount St. Joe's. Yeah, they had to step in, you know, and push the system a bit to get uh, the extra surgeries being done to clear the backlog. Well, that meant, you know, leaning on some of the interest groups in the healthcare system that uh, have been reluctant to work on weekends, been reluctant to have the uh, surgeries open in July and August. Uh, in the past years, we've had a lot of cancellations at that time of the year. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I think people recognize it, that Adrian Dix and the healthcare system have done well, but Again, you wonder, hmm, in the long run, will this work? Well, yes, if we're willing to um, pay the taxes and provide the staffing for it, uh, yeah, yeah. That, that's true. Federal government's doing the same thing, but hey, one number yesterday, Simi, yeah. 139 new cases. Can you believe with that number hanging out there that the premier would be seriously considering calling an early election? I hope not. I, I can't say it enough. I hope not. I, I've said it over and over and over again. Yeah. I just think it's crazy to even think about it. But, you know, what do I know about BC politics? Uh, Vaughn, thank you. Great. Bye-bye, Simi.